Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I am Jason. And thank you for joining us. And welcome in 2024. Yay. We made it. Woo-hoo. I, don't, I don't have a celebration. We I don't, don't have a button for that, do we? All I have is that. Yeah. That works. That works. You can that, you can do a nice little down I'm gonna have to get, go there with that. Well, like thing, that. I'm going to have to get some more buttons with some more sound effects, I think. Yeah. 2024. Right, so. Yeah, we need to work on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that for 2025. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're setting goals here on the show. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, check out our social media. Uh, mm-hmm. We are on X at PTI underscore podcast. And, and on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. And I apologize that I haven't put a lot more Facebook content up there recently, folks, but you know, hey, I've kind of done a lot of family stuff during the holidays. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Same so here, man. Same we, here. Yeah, we've been dormant, but we are now awo- awoken from our slumber, and we are now ready to get back in the gear of things. The here. vacation is over. I'm, I'm out mm-hmm. of my uh, Hallmark uh, Christmas phase, Christmas movie phase. <laughs> I've never watched Hallmark Christmas movies. Really? You never, never have? No. Why would I? Oh, man. Why the should. hell should, should I watch It's those? a guilty pleasure. You know what it is? I think, did we talk about this or no? We never talked about them. Well, okay. I'm just no. going to say this. I'm, I, we'll do a little retro thing here. Okay. It's not Christmas time, but um, we didn't really talk about it. But you know, it it what it is, I think, is that I just wanted to 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 be happy for a while. You know, there's so much bad crap going on in the world, right? Which we're gonna some of it we're gonna talk about tonight. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it seems like well, every time we talk about it, especially when it yeah, deals right? with Disney, right? Right. Exactly. Okay, but but it's so you know when you get to that, it's kind of like I don't know around Christmas time, you just want to feel good. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, some of them are pretty cheesy. Actually, some of them are pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how they're going to end. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a guilty pleasure, you know, just to watch mm-hmm. it, you know, a two-hour just kind of escape where, uh, okay. you know, things turn out nice. You know, the town is saved. Okay. Uh, the restaurant makes it, the bakery, and, and people fall in love, and it's all wonderful. Yeah, but see, that's where the gobbledygook begins for me. Because those, because life is not as simple as those Hallmark movies. Eric. True. Well, that that's what I'm saying. No, that's the escape. Okay, right? well, okay, well, that's okay, fine, whatever. That's the yeah. escape, sure. So you're, you're I, I more, live in a more, more realistic a, world. You want to, no, but I mean, you're right. more of a guy that you want to see in your movies and shows, TV shows, the nitty gritty of the world. Is that what it is? Which is why I watched Die Hard and The Long Kiss <laughs> Goodnight and Die Hard 2. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, and yeah. Lethal Weapon. <clears throat> and Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And also, one of my honorable mention Christmas movies I forgot to mention a long time ago. I totally forgot about freaking Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and oh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite comedies takes place during Christmas, therefore it's a Christmas ah, movie. Oh, the big debate. So, yeah, the big I, debate, so yeah, I watched that during Christmas too. Now, so, we yeah. also did, we actually did a crossover. Speaking of crossovers, and we'll get to that mm-hmm. here in a minute uh, oh, with boy. a What If episode oh, boy. that we have on uh, on yes. deck. But anyway, we did a crossover with the other show that we're involved mm-hmm. with, yes. which is uh, the No Focus Radio Hour. We did? And uh, yeah, yeah and that's, a, that's a podcast that we talk about local things here where we're mm-hmm. from Fresno, the Central Valley area, and we talk about yeah. a lot of stuff there, and we talk about a lot of other things, too, sure do. that are going on in the world on that podcast, and we yep. did kind of talk about Christmas movies. We did. And mm-hmm. we did that, so just to kind of promote that, so if you guys would like to hear that show, please uh, go on, on all your podcasting apps, mm-hmm. uh, you can check out, and it's also on the LinkedIn here, uh, if not, yeah, 
It's not LinkedIn. No, it's the uh, Tree Link. Tree Link. Uh, Tree Link. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, they they could click on that. Oh, okay. And cool. uh, they could also find uh, <clears throat> they could find the uh, the show, show there. the episode. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the show there. Anyway, cool. it's on your podcasting apps. It's the No Focus, Focus Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. It's right. the one that's at the uh, little commercial at the end of every episode we played here. But yeah, we're. We're right. doing that show once in a while, too, and so, yeah. And they will also be able to uh, find the episode where uh, Gary Busey gave the show some props, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right? That was the same one. We had Gary Busey right. on there. I was just going to say, you okay, yeah. go check that out. Mr. Yeah. Joshua yeah. <laughs> from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> but, uh, right hey, on. we're going to start. Unfortunately, man, we're going to start 2024, not with a bang, but with some sad news. And this, oh, is, this is actually man. a story that you want to talk about, but we were away and we didn't get to. Um, uh, but it was about an actor who had passed, passed mm-hmm. on. Go ahead and take it, Jason. Yeah. So over the, uh, just during the holiday season, we lost one of our, our best character actors. His name is Andre Brower. Uh, for those of you who aren't too familiar with him, he was in the popular television series, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine. And he was also in, uh, I believe it was law and order, um, not SVU, but he was in another, uh, crime type, uh, legal show. Homicide, life on Homicide, the street. Homicide, life, Homicide, on, the life street. on the street. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And um, in addition to that, he was also in uh, a fantastic uh, movie called Glory, which was about the first uh, all-black regiment in the Civil War with uh, Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman. Matthew Broderick, Carrie Elwes were in that movie as well. Brower was also in a Marvel movie, folks. He played the mm. role of General Hager in uh, the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, which is one of the more forgetful Marvel films. Films, not part of the MCU. So yeah, he had a, a really fantastic career, but he passed away over the holiday season. I think he was only in his 60s. And I don't know if it says there in the yeah, article. 61. 61. 61. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I think yeah, he, he was battling cancer, wasn't he? Or well, something? no, it's, it just says here that he had a brief illness. So oh. I don't know if maybe there's another uh, story that, that goes more, more into depth about what happened to him, but it says he passed away uh, December 11th. This happened back in December 11th after a brief illness. He was mm-hmm. 61. No further details have been disclosed at this time. So, um, yeah, that's pretty sad. I, I don't know. You know, it seems like a lot of these actors mm-hmm. it, it, around that age, age range are passing away um, mm-hmm. kind of mysteriously. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very strange. Very strange. But, yeah. He, yeah, but he was, that guy was like rock solid. I mean, <clears throat> he, was. he was definitely one of the best supporting <clears throat> actors around. I mean, you would always see him and, and yeah. all this stuff. And he just, I mean, he brought mm-hmm. it every time. Yeah, and, and when Homicide Life on the Street was on uh, television before TV lo- went defunct and lost out to network to mainstream streaming like what we know now, Homicide Life on the Street was one of the best uh, crime dramas on television. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, second only to NYPD Blue and, and Law and Order. So, wow. yeah, yeah, he was, and he had a long run on that series. So, yeah, yeah. it's too bad. <clears throat> yeah, excuse too, me, I'm sorry. Too bad. No, no, no worries. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, too, we lost another one uh, here, which kind of surprised me, actually. I, yep. Actually, I didn't know he was this old, though, but mm-hmm. uh, we lost a Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was age 75, and that's what shocked was. me. I was like, man, was he really? I didn't realize he was that old. I didn't know either. Actually, I thought he was older, believe it yeah. or not. But uh, yeah, Tom So, Wilkinson. I mean, yeah, he had a career. I mean, it says here, Shakespeare in Love, Batman Begins, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, mm-hmm. uh, The Grand Budapest <clears throat> Hotel. Girl with a Pearl Earring. He was in The Patriot. Patriot. Selma. Eternal, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the Spotless, Spotless Mind. Mind. That's my, one of my wife's favorite yep. movies. Uh, the <clears> Gathering <throat> Storm. Sense and Sensibility. Rock and Roll of Valkyrie. And, and Denial. Denial. Yep. 
Yeah, he was in just a ton, a ton of stuff, TV and yep. movies. Nominated for multiple Golden Globe Awards, Primetime Emmy Awards, also nominated for two Academy Awards, and for the Partridge in a Pear Tree, two Laurence Olivier Awards. Oh, so, wow. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. My throat is a little bit dry here, so please forgive me. No. no yeah, go ahead. Uh, he... Uh, um, we need to get you a cough button or something, maybe. I know, right. <coughs> we should, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Can you guys, uh, we need to, that's what, we got to get some supporter ads or something. That way we can uh, up our game here. That would production. be good. Yeah. yeah we can get good. like cough buttons and stuff. Like All that. right. Next year we'll have a cough button, folks. Sorry. <laughs> We're asking for a cough button. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah, it was really, I was really shocked at this one. It was really sad. I mean, this guy, I mean, the same thing with Adrian Brower, mm-hmm. too, but. Um, both these guys. I mean, it's, it just kind of seemed like I don't yeah. know. Does it say here why, how he? Let's see. I think he. Um, I think he was battling dementia. If I'm not too much, really. Missed. I think. I'm. Don't quote me on that. The thing I really love the most about Tom Wilkinson, Eric, was that he was a very diverse and uh, versatile actor. I mean, he could play the bad guy just as well as he could play the good guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think about yeah. the role he played in The Patriot. Uh, with Mel Gibson and Jason Isaacs, where he played the uh, the British uh, general or the British colonel, yeah, and you know he was kind of he was very uh, devious in that movie. And then, of course, you think about the role he played in Michael Clayton, which earned him uh, an Oscar nomination, where he played a whistleblower. And mm. I mean, that was a, a big role for him that showed his versatility. And then, of course, um, you know, in other roles like uh, like Valkyrie, which was based on one of the assassination attempts to um, kill Adolf Hitler. Yeah. He played a perfect uh, scapegoat slash uh, bad guy in that movie. So, yeah, just a very diverse and versatile actor. One of my favorites. And it's uh, going to be sad to see him go. He had some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, um, you... Um Kind of moving on. This is what we yeah. were alluding to earlier. We're talking about on deck here uh, yeah. with the crossover. We have a, uh, a story here about a crossover between Marvel and mm-hmm. Star Wars that you uh-huh. had uh, put on the uh, put on the list here. What's going on with this? Yeah. Okay. So what apparently happened was <clears throat> I stumbled across the story on ComicBook.com about a possible crossover between Disney and Star Wars involving the What If animated series that airs on Disney+. Plus. For those of you who aren't too familiar with the What If series, it's based on a series of comic books, Marvel Comics, called What If, where they basically go in and retell stories of popular characters either in different timelines or in different situations. Mm. So, for example, there's a What If animated series on Disney+, Plus where Peggy Carter actually becomes Captain America. And the whole... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think that was the only one I ever saw, to be okay. honest with you. <laughs> and, the, and then there's also another one where uh, Eric Killmonger actually becomes Black Panther rather mm. than T'Challa becoming Black Panther. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So what they basically are is just, again, animated series that are about alternate realities where characters are in different roles than the ones you're normally accustomed to seeing. Well, yeah. apparently there was something on the table here where uh, there were two. Uh, there was an episode scripted to have a crossover between Star Wars and Marvel. Now, what? Right, exactly. We don't know what it was involved. We don't know if it involved um, anything in the current Star Wars canon. We don't know if it involved anything in the current MCU. But Eric, when I read that, I literally said to myself, thank God there are still creative people who know when to say no. Maybe, maybe <clears throat> one person. Maybe one person, <laughs> maybe. yes. Maybe so one. now in reading the article here, uh, and I quote this part here, 
This part in the article says, I think uh, Kevin, quoting Kevin Feige here, really doesn't want to cross certain streams. Mm. But we did pitch. We actually had a Star Wars Marvel crossover, according to uh, someone who was quoted in a uh, movie TV, M-O-O-V-Y, uh, TV article, adding that a guy by the name of Matthew Chauncey came up with a reason that made sense for the Star Wars and Marvel Universe to cross paths. Wow. Thank you, Kevin Feige, for breaking this up. Because, Eric, this would have been... I mean, we've seen some humdingers yeah. in, in, over the last couple of years here in terms of Marvel and Disney just turning what are great, beloved franchises into watered-down moneymakers. This would have been the cream of the crop right here. Because regardless of how well they would have been able to make a story, regardless of how well they would have been able to combine characters, this would have been the classic screw-up in the history of Disney and Marvel screw-ups. I'm glad it did not come to fruition. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't mm-hmm. think this would not have been good. I mean, I think people no. people are, no. are done. The thing is, is that I think people, you know, if, if Star Wars and, and Marvel would actually be right now in their own universe on good terms yep. with the fans, I think mm-hmm. it would have been like, oh, okay, you know, it was kind of a silly little thing. Right, right. But this would have been, this would have been complete mm-hmm. disaster if this would have been, uh, if this would have happened. If this would have been yeah. let to go, uh, mm-hmm. you know, given the green light to go forward. Mm-hmm. There's no way, I don't know. I, I don't even see it, how they could even do it, you know? Well, you know, cross crossovers are fun to an extent. But, I mean, you know, we also saw, uh, especially with DC, with uh, Batman and Superman, Dawn of Justice, that crossovers, regardless of how popular the characters are, aren't necessarily going to sell you a top-of-the-line product there. Yeah. So while they may seem fun on paper and fun on the drawing boards and fun in the storyboard room, uh, it's just one of those things, Eric, where you literally have to say to yourself, okay, do we absolutely need to do this? And are we doing this for the fans or are we doing this for our pocketbooks, for our company's pocketbooks? Well, I don't, I you know, mean, and this, this would not have had any intrinsic value to the fans whatsoever yeah, because I, right. I think I wouldn't have watched it even if it had come out. Yeah. Cause I would have been like, forget it. I'm moving on to the next thing. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, I didn't even watch, I didn't finish the mm-hmm. what if with uh, mm-hmm. Captain Carter. The, the the well the current what ifs that are on Disney Plus right now are actually pretty good. Really? Yes, they're the animation is outstanding and they're actually well written. Well, and I'm and it's not even for me mm-hmm. that aspect of it. It's just yeah. that I, I think what it is is that I'm like I, I just you know it's like it's why 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 do mm-hmm. to me I'm just like why do a what if you know I know the story of Captain America yeah. that's what I'm sticking with you know what I mean it's kind of well, like yeah I hear what you mean I, 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 but, I understand it's kind of like entertaining you know having so I think mm-hmm. just the series itself never really appe- appealed to me you know as a fan okay uh, personally but. You know, yeah, if they would have done this, I mean, it just, I think it would have been complete disaster. Would have been great for our show. It would have, yeah. Because then <laughs> give we us something to talk about, right? But, exactly. But it would have been uh, terrible overall. I mean, do you like yeah. the What If series? Do you, do you, does he find it entertaining for you? Is I do. Value? Yeah, I like the What If series because there's also another episode on there where um, T'Challa actually becomes Star Lord of Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. And then there's also huh. a What If on there where uh, the Avengers actually become zombies. 
No yeah, way, yeah, really? Yeah, seriously. See, that, mm, that sounds <clears throat> yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, All right. so, so uh, maybe yeah. I'll have to take it back. I don't know. I, I think the What If series are, uh, are are very well done. Animation is outstanding. I think the writing is well done. Hmm. And uh, again, they pull from the Marvel What If comic series. Okay. So um, if not not directly, indirectly. But yeah, I, I like them. And so uh, now there's only been one season of them. And so obviously this is a way for the creators to kind of keep the What If series streaming on Disney+. Plus. But I mean, come on, guys. Just keep the What If relegated to Marvel because it is a Marvel entity. Don't attempt to cross over Star Wars or Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica or Babylon 5 or the or the My Little Pony. All right? Just keep it the way it is. Yeah. Find a way to do other stories with other Marvel characters. Don't try and bring down another franchise any more than what it's already been brought down. I think, yeah. I think that's what it is. People, mm-hmm. I, I think people, I think the fans, when I say people, I mean the fans are just yes. kind of tired of yes. things being messed with. We are, you know, and so maybe yeah. that's why, maybe that's why too. I, I just didn't really buy into the what if. It's like you know, I don't. I'm tired of messing with and you know, oh this or that. It didn't happen that way, and in, in my universe. <laughs> In my multiverse, Ooh. it didn't happen that way. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we know what multiverse well, you live in. <laughs> hey, speaking of, of Marvel, though, yeah. uh, there's another story here, I guess, that uh, Jonathan Majors... Oh, lordy, lordy, uh, lord. Actually, we, we found out he did get uh, mm-hmm. convicted of some stuff in this uh, trial, yes. this domestic violence trial he was involved mm-hmm. in. And Disney did <clears throat> drop him. I mean, completely. I thought wow. they did originally anyway, didn't they? Well... Just about- well, they made some ruminations about dropping him after mm. the whole story broke out about him. Originally. Originally, yeah. yeah. They were never really, uh, first of all... Committed to the idea? Yeah, because they waited for the legal process to play out, which I think from that standpoint, they did the right thing. Yeah. So they waited for the legal process to play out. Well, the legal process played out, and Jonathan Majors was found guilty on two charges of domestic assault and battery. Uh, There Mm. were two other charges that he was not found guilty on, but uh, the two that he he was found guilty on are due to assault and harassment, and as a result, Disney decided to drop him like a churro on Main Street. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's and so, by the way, those of you up-and-coming actors, there's going to be a casting call for a new King the Conqueror, so, the, have you heard any rumors? Uh, I have heard, might? yeah, I have heard rumors about a Kang the Conqueror uh, casting, possibly. Uh, Idris Elba's name has been mentioned. Mm. I've heard him, and then I've also heard um, possibly Michael B. Jordan as well, which doesn't oh, make wow. a lot of sense to me because he, of course, was Eric Killmonger in uh, Black Panther. So I don't know yeah. how the heck they would weave him into that. Well, it's all the multiverse. <laughs> it's the what if. There, yeah, right. There you go. So now, aside from those, those are just really preliminary names that I've heard out there. Obviously, Disney is, uh, I'm sure they're going back in their rearranging their casting table here to figure out what they're going to do. But um, yeah, and he was going to play a really big part, Eric, in Marvel's phase, late Phase 4, Phase 5 project as Kang the Conqueror, who's another ultimate Marvel badass villain like Thanos. But yeah. now they're going to have to double back here and recast because uh, they've dropped him. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I... You know, that, I don't know. I'm trying. You know, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. with everything riding on this king, when when I saw um, Loki this last season, mm-hmm. you watched it, right? Yeah, I yeah, did. we watched it. I yeah. think we did a review on it. When I saw Loki and yeah. just the version of of Kang that he did there, mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled. And I'm like, you know, I I don't know if that really would have been is really a great idea mm-hmm. for them going forward with this one Kang multiverse Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Well, Kang is part of the multiverse. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I, I understand. I understand how we weed everything. What I'm just saying, yeah. what I'm getting at is, I, I think with the multiverse, it's just getting too mm-hmm. complicated, and having all these different versions of Kang. I don't know if they would have went forward with a one version of Kang, like a real bad. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, yeah. like he's a real baddie. Mm-hmm. You know, in 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 this, yeah. and kind of takes over the whole thing. Or yeah. if there would have like thrown Kang, even if it would have been the same actor, thrown these different versions. Yeah. Of him at us. I don't know. I, I think that might have been uh, actually. It's probably maybe a better idea that it didn't go that way because I don't know if it would have been a good a good deal for yeah. Marvel. I think it's just because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Marvel at the state that it's in right now. It's not doing very good. No, it's not a healthy product right now. No, it's not. And no. and so that's what I'm getting at is that you know it's different when you have all these different characters: mm-hmm. Iron Man, Thor, mm-hmm. um, you know, Star Lord. All these different characters you could throw in there, you know, and and they're all coming together, and these mm-hmm. things are crossing over, and then you have, but you know, having one big bad guy. I mean, Thanos was one thing, but he was only in it the last couple of movies right the last three movies yeah, yeah. He, well he also he also uh, made some teaser appearances at the end of other MCU films like for example he was in a good chunk of um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, he was also uh, in a teaser at the end of um, well he uh, was in uh, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron he was in Thor um, <coughs> Thor the Dark Ragnarok War. right uh, Ragnarok too yeah yeah so yeah I mean he had made some small little appearances and teasers there but yeah his ultimate film appearance was in uh, Infinity War and then uh, Avengers Endgame yeah so what, I, I don't know you know I'm just I don't know like you're saying it's not a very good healthy product right now no. I don't I don't know if it I don't know it, it just doesn't seem like a very good idea and I, you know it didn't really seem when I heard about it yeah after Loki I was like mm, I don't know I just wasn't too convinced yeah well anyway and, and what this also what this move also shows is that uh, these big companies now like uh, you know Disney and uh, Star Wars or whatever, they're not uh, they're not immune from public perception. And by keeping a guy like Jonathan Majors uh, on board, who was found guilty of two charges of some what are now considered heinous crimes, domestic assault and sexual or not sexual assault, but domestic violence and domestic assault. Yeah, that would have been bad optics for the company. And oh, obviously, sure. yeah, with yeah. St- when you're answering to your stockholders, you can't keep a guy like that, guilt or not guilty. On your uh, on your payroll and in your casting tubes, you gotta you gotta part ways with them. And I think in this case, Eric, I hate to say it, but I think Disney did the right thing uh, because if they kept him in their casting pool, um, they would have just continued to get more heat, and eventually they would have let him go. But um, when it comes to public pressure, when it comes to shareholders, he, you can't get around that. Yeah, can't get around that. <clears throat> also, I don't know now with the, with the Marvel universe, you're more familiar mm-hmm. with with yeah. the comic books and stuff. So is is there a big chunk of it that Kang? kind of uh, mm-hmm. basically does a lot of crossover in the different comics? Uh, uh, not Well, yeah, not so much a lot of different comics, but yeah, he becomes like, so after Thanos, he, Kang becomes like the main... The main bad guy? The main villain okay. for characters like, you know, Doctor Strange and, you know, Fantastic Four, stuff like that. So yeah, he, he was a pretty prominent character in the comic books. Uh, not he didn't look like you know Jonathan Majors. Uh, obviously, he was much different, drawn much different. But um, but yeah, he made a lot okay. of. He was still I, in a lot of popular series in Marvel comics. Yeah, I guess my point was that it seemed like at this point it might be more fun if Marvel, um, as far as the movie franchise goes, if yeah. they had different bad guys. Maybe even okay. if the bad guys kind of uh, joined together like a. I'm I'm waiting for them to bring because Galactus had, onto the big screen. They had an engineer, and I thought he was a pretty good. He was a very interesting bad guy in yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's still around. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm like, okay, pull the engineer, pull yeah. Kang in, maybe pull 
I don't know, some other guys from the comics. I'm not very familiar with them. But, you know, in other words, mm-hmm. to make it, I don't know, just to make it more interesting. You I know? want to see Galactus, who was the main villain in the Fantastic Four comics. Mm, and then okay. eventually made some crossovers into other comics as well. But, like, Galactus was an, was an awesome character. So really? I'd, like, I'd like to see him make an appearance somehow. Huh. Who yeah. they would play him and whether he would be a digitally created character, I don't know. Uh, but, hey. Have to find out, I guess. <laughs> have to wait and find out. Well, I got another fun story for you. Yeah. I know you've been really super excited to talk about ever since uh, it's yeah. been announced. Uh, there's a new director in town for the Star Wars franchise. Actually, the, the new Star Wars movie that's going to be, I guess it's the Jedi Order movie with... Uh, with uh, Daisy Ridley. With Ray. <clears throat> with Ray, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about this person. I mean, I know you're, you're pretty excited about this, aren't you? And what uh, it means for Star Wars going forward. <laughs> You want to get hit, don't you? Okay. All right. So, okay. For those of you who don't really follow social media a lot, I was perusing through social media the other day on on X, and I found this one link to a story on this platform called End Wokeness. You can follow them on X at at End Wokeness, capital E, capital W, End Wokeness. Of this story where apparently, allegedly, and take this for a grain of salt, because I'm, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how um, how legit and wokeness is. I don't know if they're fake news or not. But I found this link to this story where apparently... But the story is true. The story is true, yes. Where Disney allegedly handed over the $67 billion, folks, billion in a, with a B, the $67 billion Star Wars franchise to a Pakistani feminist activist. This woman's name, if I am correct in pronouncing it, is called Obaid Chinoy. On the new film she will be directing for the franchise, she says, and I quote, we're in 2024. It's about time we have a woman shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. Hasn't that been uh, Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy's job? uh, I could have swore it was. For for forever. (laughs) I could have swore. Here's the biggest problem with this, Eric, okay? Number one, okay, this is what raises the red flags. And folks, if you weren't raised by what I just said in describing the outline of this story, you should have been. A Pakistani feminist activist. Pakistani feminist activist. You know what? I I hear that in there, but I'm I'm waiting for the also the slash... Ultimate Star Wars fan slash mm. knows the Star Wars galaxy in Nowhere and out to be found. slash Nowhere to be found. <laughs> Disney handed over the reins of this franchise that George Lucas handed over to them to safeguard and to ensure its longevity. And what does Disney do? They go and hand it over to a woman, with all due respect, ladies, because I respect women everywhere. But with all due respect, they hand it over to a woman who is A, not a Star Wars fan, B, who is a major political activist, C, who comes from a part of the world that's not exactly very open-minded when it comes to ideals regarding uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and uh, fairness, and everything else. Why on God's good green earth... Would Disney hand over this franchise to this person? And I'm going to refer to her as a person because that's what she is. Eric, you've known me for a very long time. You know that there is not a bigoted, racist, or misogynistic bone in my body. Yeah. But I'm going to say it right here and right now and Uh pardon the intermission. Uh Uh-oh. This woman has no business taking over (laughs) this 
franchise. If you want to hand it over to Eugene Roddenberry, the son of Gene Roddenberry, fine, no problem. If you want to hand it over to um, George Lucas's ex-wife, Marsha Lucas, fine, no problem. Even give it back to Kathleen Kennedy, no problem. This person, Obaid Shinoy, has no business running this franchise. And what Disney did was they stuck a knife in the back of George Lucas. They stuck a knife in the back of their fans. They sold out to a person who was going to dig this franchise deeper into the ground than what it already is, Eric. This is an atrocity. This is absolute filth. And I apologize and I am teeing off. But you can tell how angry I am because I am a Star Wars fan. You know how big of a fan I am. Yeah. And if this person, first of all, the statements that she comes out and makes, all right, it's about time we have a woman shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. A woman did shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. Was Princess Leia not one of the focal points in the whole original Star yeah. Wars trilogy? I think she was. Was Queen Amidala slash Senator Amidala a focal point in the prequels? I think she was. Mm-hmm. And who was the main character in episodes... Seven, eight, and nine. I think it was a woman. Her name is Daisy Ridley. So not only does this person not know an iota, have a shredder sense of common sense or iota about her, she has no idea about the characters that have shaped this franchise. And if she even wants to think about owning this franchise in a responsible manner, she needs to go and watch every single movie, read every single book and every single comic, just so she can familiarize herself with the $67 billion franchise that's been handed to her. Shame on you, Disney, and shame on you, Obaid Chinoy, whoever you are. I seriously hope you do not mess it up <laughs> and toss it into an asteroid. I can't. I got to tell you, man, I can't wait. I'm wait. sorry. I'm sorry. I can't wait for this to happen. I oh man, I want this to happen so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Folks. No, I. You know what? It is. I'll, I'll tell you what. We talked about this before, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Also, but the Star Wars franchise is dead. It's dead. It's buried. It's gone. So, where, where's so the, I can't hit, hit the button. Hit, huh? the, hit the darn button. Thank you. That's yeah. Oh. That that was the announcement that they made. <laughs> no, listen. It's it's. I, I don't know much about this person. Okay. The only thing I do know is she what didn't she direct? I mean, besides doing some um, documentaries and stuff, she mm-hmm. also directed. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. I don't know if she directed the whole series or if it was a few episodes of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was in there. <clears throat> I didn't have a problem with Miss Marvel. I mean, it was it was entertaining, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, okay, but here we go. I, I want this to happen so bad because, you know what, it's, it's, done, it's done, man. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. Star Wars is dead. It's dead. It's gone. It's buried already. Now, they're not, you know, to, to come clear on this, they're not, com- like, handing over the franchise to her, but, what they, but she is directing the new movie, right? This whole new uh, section of Star Wars mm-hmm. Um, with this Ray movie about the Jedi Order, which is gonna yeah okay, and, okay. and, and all honesty, it's gonna be crap. We know it's gonna be crap. Yes. So here's the deal. She said, um, like I said, she was a director of uh, the Miss Marvel. So if she's not gonna be the caretaker then of the franchise, she's not necessarily <coughs> the caretaker. <coughs> okay, it's just okay. that it's just that I understand what you're saying. They're handing over. I mean, this this <coughs> is a 67 billion dollar franchise, and one of the main drivers of that is the movie yes. portion of that. Yes. And, they're, and she, they're handing over this movie, this first new movie that's come out in several mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about this before. We saw an article, and I've heard other people, podcasters, talk about it. And I do agree. I think it is time they just take Star Wars and put it like how Disney used to do with their movies. Mm-hmm. Put it in the vault mm-hmm. and forget about it for a while. Let it cool off. 
Um, because as far as what they're doing, they're going to continually just drive this thing in the ground. They're going to continually piss off the fans. They're going to continually lose fans, uh, with, which they have. I mean, I will not, I'll tell you right now, I will not go see this movie out of excitement. The only time I'll go see this movie is just so I can report it here on the show. But I'm not going to go see this movie out of excitement. Apparently she's Pakistani-Canadian descent. Yes, mm-hmm. but what 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 she said? Yes, she said that there. Uh, <clears throat> it, she says that it was it's time. It's about time we had a female like you filmmaker. said, filmmaker, filmmaker okay. come forward mm-hmm. to shape the galaxy far, so, far away. So not female so, characters that have influenced the franchise, but just the person behind the camera. The, yeah. So <clears throat> so she's saying she's the first mm-hmm. female director of a movie. Now there has been. Mm-hmm female directors of the tv shows right mm-hmm. wasn't yes. mandalorian a lot of those i mean uh, bryce dallas howard bryce dallas did, howard directed directing several episodes yeah episodes mm-hmm. and they also had what was her name uh, i cannot remember the director that did some of the other episodes and i think she also directed episodes of mm-hmm. uh she did the whole uh, uh ob you know kenobi obi-wan <laughs> kenobi series right who was yeah. that um, I can't remember her name offhand. I want to say it was Patty Jenkins, but I don't think it is. No, it's not Patty <coughs> Jenkins. No. no, yeah, you're you're checking it out. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll go on. So you know what it is. This is just another. I mean, this is just another checkbox thing. Uh-huh. And here she is. You know, she's talking about how excited she is to to do these stories, but she's not talking about how excited she is about the Star Wars universe. Uh-huh. I don't care if she. I don't care where she came from. I don't care what she directed, and I don't care. Uh-huh. You know really about what what her thoughts are on it i just care is she a star wars fan and she's and i don't know if she is it doesn't say anything <clears throat> about that here it just says how excited she is to get involved mm-hmm. and to tell you know the story uh let's see da, 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 da. where was it here it says i'm really excited uh i can't i can't says uh i started oh she's talking about ridley here i can see it was a pretty straightforward phone call, Kennedy said, asking Ridley to return. Oh, this is about Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go back here. I just had it here, and I moved the, the uh, so page. So, Deborah Chow, Deborah Chow directed was it, yeah. many of the episodes of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Ridley, oh, this is Ridley, yeah. She says, I'm very excited. Yeah. She said, the story's really cool. It's not what I expected. I'm very excited. Okay, so this is, uh, they're talking about Ridley mm-hmm. in this article here. Where is the dog on it? Where is, um, anyway... So this woman apparently has come out, and there's there's a um, there is an interview that was a few years old. That uh-huh. She's come out and she says that she likes to make. It was with John Stewart, and she says that she likes to make men uncomfortable. You know, th- this uh-huh. is but that was a few years ago. Yeah, she's talked recently. I wish I had the other article too about. She did say that oh she can't wait to be part. You know, to tell like the hero's journey. So she's got the talking points because yeah. everybody knows that Star Wars is the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell. You know, George Lucas used that blueprint <clears throat> for Luke. Um, but yeah, I'm. this is going to be a train wreck. I mean, it's not, she's not, from what I've seen so far, she's not said anything about being a Star Wars fan. She doesn't nope. know anything about the Star <clears throat> Wars universe. Mm-hmm. She's just another person that's asked to do this. It checks the boxes that Disney wants to check right now. Yep. And that's what this is going to be. So I don't really, I mean, to me, it's not making me upset. I'm mm-hmm. just going to laugh, man. I'm going to be laughing all the way. 
after this thing tanks, like every other uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars, every every other Disney product basically is tanked. In 2023, what movie did they have that was successful? Guardians of the Galaxy would be maybe the only movie that was semi-successful, right? Uh, semi-successful, yeah. I mean, it grossed, it grossed some money at the box office, but not as much as uh, they expected it to. Yeah. So... So yeah, bottom line for me is like I said, oh that bugs me. I just had that stupid, <laughs> I had that stupid mm-hmm. article pulled up and I can't find it now when we're talking about it. But well, and allow me to go back and kind of correct myself a little yeah, bit go because ahead. I got caught up in the headline there and assuming that she was going to become caretaker of the franchise. So just again, I stand corrected where she's only going to be directing the next Star Wars movie, not taking over the franchise so my emotions got the best of me there as you could tell so i need to go back and i i stand corrected so thanks for clarifying that i appreciate that it says that the film makes this person the first woman of color to direct a star wars feature film see this is what we have to this is this is the wording so it's a feature film mm-hmm. that they're specifically <laughs> saying um but yeah i mean it, it i don't know i and, I, and to me see, star wars has never been a patriarchal no, system it's not it's not it never has and as a matter of fact there was i remember hearing too there was an old interview with george lucas who at one time him and i can't remember um another creator that was helping him at the time with the trilogy original mm-hmm. trilogy was saying that they wanted to kill off not george lucas was saying this but mm-hmm. they were talking about maybe they should the other person was maybe they should kill off Luke yeah. and have Leia take over oh, as, yeah, in other yeah. words, you know, maybe that that moment when he finds out that his mm-hmm. father is Darth Vader, that yeah. actually Darth Vader takes him out and then yeah. Leia comes in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, there, there's always been talk. Of, there's women have always been involved in this in very strong sure. roles in sure. the Star Wars story, the Star Wars saga mm-hmm. since it began. As a matter of fact, if you want to talk about the first woman, um, wasn't it uh, at the time? What was her name? Was it Marsh? Was it Marsha? Um, Lucas, the uh, his wife at the time, George Lucas's wife, that literally came in, mm-hmm. kind of uncredited, but came in as an editor and cleaned up the original Star Wars, yeah. A New Hope, yeah. to actually make the movie a lot mm-hmm. better, make it make sense, mm-hmm. to make it what it was that went out in the yep. theaters. Yeah, she, she sure actually did. saved it. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, no, yeah. let's not, you know, I mean, there, many women have been involved in this. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can say, well, maybe she wasn't credited. I don't know if she, you know, I'd have to go back and look. But... The point being is that, you know, Star Wars, whether women have been behind the scenes or, you know, as far as characters in front of the camera, yeah, um, they've always been represented, I think, in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, and, and another thing, too, Star Wars is exactly like Star Trek in that you need to, if you're going to take over, whether you're directing an episode or a movie or whatever, you not only need to have familiarity with the, the universe that was created and the characters in it, but you also need to have respect for what was created. Because she's going to find out here really quickly that the fan base of Star Wars is just as rabid as, if not more rabid, than any other fan base of any devoted uh, franchise, entertainment franchise in the world. And Eric, she, you need to have an understanding about the franchise if you're going to make a successful film in this franchise. You can't just yeah. go in there, write a script, and go willy-nilly and expect it to succeed. You have to have an appreciation and a knowledge of these characters and the stories. And all I have to say is I hope, Obaid Chinoy, you do your homework when you're doing this film. Make sure you go back and you look at Star Wars canon just to familiarize yourself with the expansive universe because this is not, again, like Star Trek, you need to have that respect and that familiarity if you're going to make a really good film in this thing. And I'm shocked they're bringing uh, the character of Ray back, to be honest with you, that it wouldn't have moved on past Ray at this point. I'm not shocked. 
Really? Yeah, I'm not shocked because at the end of uh, at the end of episode nine, they you know that last scene we see is her and ta- her on Tatooine at Luke's old um, yeah. farm there, where Owen and Baru used to live. And the last scene you see from her is burying Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the desert. And then you see her kind of gazing off at the at the at the the two sons, very similar to what Luke did in episode four. Sure, it was a callback. Yeah. yeah, and that that left the door wide open for them to do anything they want to do with that character. But see, what they're going to do is <clears throat> they're just going to bring in a bunch of characters that we just don't. I mean, even if this was a decent movie, it's mm-hmm. kind of they're bringing in a bunch of characters. Same thing we had, same problem we had with Ahsoka that I talked about at least that yeah. I had is that bringing <clears throat> in characters that I have no connection to what do i care yeah you know what i mean as uh, can they build up that the like the original new hope can they build that Mm -hmm. connection because that connection got built quickly yeah in in that in that movie but as they as they seem to go on with these stories it's just not not happening it's bad writing (coughs) um Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know man there's no i have no faith in it i think it's uh i I can't wait though to see it because it's just kind of like watching the you know (laughs) watching the 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 crash the car (coughs) crash the train wreck i mean this is it's like watching the death star destroy alderaan all over again (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys hey whoa that's gonna do it that's gonna do it yes this is how we bring in 2024 we had to do you know had to do some Disney. We had to come out of hyperspace there to hit you guys with a reality yeah, check some, here. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, hey, always check us out on our social media. We yep. do appreciate it. If you can leave a review, please do. Yep. Uh, five stars definitely helps us out. Helps out the algorithm. Yep. Helps us get out there to the rest of the people. Absolutely. So hey, you guys take care. We'll see you on the next one. Yep. Peace out, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.